Hello, everyone, and welcome to Digital Journeys. Today, we are joined by Jim Holman and John Schrader, who will discuss the importance of system integration when implementing new software and platforms. So with that, I turn it over to Jim. So we're joined by John Schrader. And John, thanks for joining us today. So John, what is meant by a system integration and why is this important? Let me say that there's been a, a shift in the way organizations do business, uh, especially with cloud platforms and software as a service models. There are only really two types of reference architecture that organizations can use in the software industry, and that's best of suite or best of breed. Um, best of suite is what was used in years past where everything was on a centralized system. Think of like mainframe computers or think about running your entire organization on one software platform. Um, that was the best of suite technology strategy, but it was limiting to your organization and every change had to be prioritized across the organization and who knew when your efficiencies would get done. So that was the, the best of uh, suite type software strategy. And now there's the modern architecture is best of breed. And so this means that the best software is chosen to perform a specific task or specific role. So think uh, like product lifecycle, sales, marketing, e-commerce, purchasing, forecasting, customer service, accounting, warehouse management, HR, payroll, business analytics and reporting. I mean, there's so many different aspects to business and each parts of those business uh, could be you know, a different software. So this is the best of breed approach. And so when you think about the best of breed world we find ourselves in, it's most critical to have an integration strategy, to have a software integration strategy. So there will be disparate software systems and platforms to integrate. And we don't want those systems to integrate as islands. So therefore system integration becomes a major focus of any organization. And I can't stress this enough because even though these modern software systems can operate independently, they must operate as part of an overall cohesive business process. Thanks, John. We see that a lot with our clients in the mid-market trying to connect uh, systems as they increase the amount of software as a service or cloud-based solutions. Can you talk through some types of software systems more in general terms that would benefit from integrations? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, foundationally, a lot of businesses are running on an accounting platform or maybe an enterprise resource planning uh, system or an ERP. Uh, you know, some of those are QuickBooks, obviously, is, is a small market. Uh, Mid-market would be, you know, uh, NetSuite, Business Central, uh, Acumatica, a lot of different platforms out there around um, ERP. And then you've got things like marketing. So let's start kind of in the, the sales area. So you've got marketing tools like HubSpot and Constant Contact and, you know, things like that, that you're communicating with customers via email or via text. Um, customer relationship management is really used or CRM is used in the sales cycle. So like Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics. And then you've got like e-commerce, uh, Shopify, Magento, Amazon Marketplace, eBay, Walmart. Um, so there's, I mean, there are so many systems right there in the sales and marketing part of any organization that would benefit from integrations across the board. 
Um, and then you've got things like product lifecycle management or PLM. And if you're a wholesale distributor or you know manufacturer, you've got warehouse management. You may have a separate warehouse management system. Um, and then there's always things like uh, HR and payroll and workforce productivity tools like Office 365, um, document management like SharePoint or you know OCR type technologies. Um, so messaging collaboration like Teams and Slack, and then least not least of all, but last year is business intelligence and data visualization. So uh, we'll talk more about that in uh, in another area. Thanks, John. There's certainly a lot of common platforms. I think anyone listening to this part of the podcast has at least one, probably more than one of those areas covered with solutions that may integrate. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us about the benefits of integrating business systems together? Yeah, let's um, let's take an example. Um, so let's say your business is a wholesaler or a distributor. We've got uh, quite a few clients here in the Greenville, South Carolina, beautiful Greenville, South Carolina area. And um, a lot of those customers may be wholesalers or distributors, and they've got a B2B e-commerce portal. Um, or they support, you know, electronic document interchange or EDI for taking on orders. And so you can imagine if if that team was manually entering any order that they received through these platforms into their inventory and fulfillment system or their accounting system. I mean, just think about that's fraught with errors, you know, wrong customer orders, wrong items on order, duplicate orders. Uh, just delay. Someone was on vacation and couldn't get to it. So this is huge time and resource waste within any, within any organization is not having that automation or system integration in place to take you know data from one system to another. And so I'm sure Jim, as as a leading you know as leading Cherry Becker's strategy and consulting practice, I'm sure you've seen some great areas of improvement with some of the clients that you've interacted with. Yeah, all the time. There's uh, very frequently we have uh, clients that end up what we call do the uh, uh, Excel jockeying or CSV jockeying of going from system A to system B. And with no automated way to do that, uh, our clients don't really have another option other than to manually make that happen. And a lot of time there's Excel or flat files that are in the way. And while a client may think that that's an automated approach, what they don't realize is it doesn't just uh, take longer, take some of your best people to remember to have to do that task. The task can be forgotten. And a lot of times that that level of effort, if you have person A that does it, person B doesn't know person A has done that already and does it again. So you have a risk of errors. You have risk of duplication. And one area I think John will talk about in a bit is that you're also exposing potentially sensitive data in an unencrypted media. So flat files, for example, are inherently risky. And uh, the risk of having data seen by human eyes uh, as part of the integration process is a real concern. Yeah, Excel is not a database. So <laughs> that's what we keep telling ourselves. <laughs> that's true. Um, John, can we talk a little bit about how an organization's growth strategy and future business plans impact software systems and how might that change an organization's posture on integrations? 
Yeah, good question, Jim. Typically, uh, smaller organizations tend to utilize, you know, their accounting system and that great database called Excel as uh, their software architecture. And then as they grow, they do move into maybe uh, an ERP platform uh, to handle things like inventory or more advanced business functions. And then what we see in the mid-market, you see a lot of organizations that have been around a little while, maybe on an older ERP platform, on maybe some older technologies, and they want to make a move to the cloud-based, you know, software-as-a-service type uh, industry and modern platforms. So there's never a shortage of really strategic planning for systems and system integration and growth. Um, so we'll see a lot of uh, companies running their ERP systems on a computer in the back room or, you know, in their own kind of private cloud environment. Uh, they may be on an, you know, uh, ACT or something on a desktop for their CRM. So we help them really change from one idea or platform to the cloud and uh, this new software as a service type industry. So uh, we're helping a lot of our customers just as they move and grow. And the, the for growth, you really do need to position yourself to be four times the size you are today in your technology infrastructure and architecture and strategy. So if a company is, you know, say 10 million, they really need to be prepared for 50 million or, you know, so we, as a IT strategist, you know, how do we help the organization uh, be ready for that? And so that's the new modern technologies and software as a service platforms. Yeah, we see this as well when we deal with, say, private equity clients or uh, venture capital or other types of investors where you'll see different organizations that have different overlapping or competing solution sets. For example, a $25 million organization running one cloud-based ERP and the private equity parent forms an acquisition of a $5 million tuck-in that runs a different modern cloud-based ERP. What we'll see is not only does this drive a requirement for an integration, which you've done a really good job, John, explaining why that's important, but it's also introducing time sensitivity because a lot of times during an acquisition, uh, it could be that the that the company that was acquired doesn't get to run their existing ERP or CRM or human capital management solution, but for 60 or 90 days. So having an integration strategy and approach using the right tools is very important if you intend to grow by acquisition. Yeah, good point, Jim. Um, and, you know, data strategy is probably one of the key areas that I want to focus on here is business intelligence. So many of the software platforms in place within an organization will, will say they have advanced analytics. However, those reports can only really report off the data within that specific system. So they're really siloed reporting systems. A true data strategy and data platform and unified data model is critical to make, you know, informed business decisions. So this means integrating critical information from each of these business systems, such as CRM or such as ERP or e-commerce or warehouse management or whatever it might be into a, a, a single data platform. So bringing this industry, we could also bring in, you know, industry or competitive data alongside of other outside data sources, such as supplier information or customer forecast data. So 
I want to say that an organization's business intelligence platform largely utilizes system integration tools to collect and report on data. So this is one key area of system integration within any organization is business intelligence. Right. That makes a lot of sense, given that uh, you could have a lot of disparate systems, but all of the data from those disparate systems needs to lie in the same data stack so that analytics can be performed. That's right. Is that fair? Yeah, and comparing, you know, using data from different systems to to paint a bigger picture or really understand the complete picture is really what you're after in the data platform. Thank you for your time today, John. In part two, we will look at other important areas of system integration. Thank you, Jim and John, for the discussion today. We appreciate your insights on system integration. As always, feel free to like and share this podcast. Stay tuned for part two of this series.